Coming up on this episode of the Game Club, we'll be discussing a game about my cat. <laughs> no, that's really what we're talking about. Okay. Okay, here we go. everybody and welcome to Shamoozle's Game Club, episode number three. My name is Steve Wilkinson and with me over the series of tubes is my podcasting pal, Phil Summers. Hello. Phil, how are you tonight? Good, how are you, man? I'm doing very well and this week we have uh, Randy from ElderGeek.com joining us in the third chair. Randy, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you on, we're glad you made it. Uh, last week we, you know... We talked about it on the show. There were some issues, but we're, we're happy to have you here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I had some some critical errors, but I'm here better than ever. Just out of <laughs> curiosity, were you a Streets of Rage 2 fan? You know what's funny? I actually got it, and I never even played it. I, I wow. bought it on I bought it on Steam, and I never got to play it. I was a Streets of Rage 1 fan, but I never I, I don't think I ever played Streets of Rage 2. Wow. Make sure you do it, man. <laughs> I will, I, especially since it's in my game library. Thanks for actually reminding me that it's in my Steam library. <laughs> yeah, see? Well, I'm sure you bought like a million things during the uh, Steam sale, so I'm sure I was many. I was actually really good and didn't purchase anything. I, I kept like, I, every time I saw that there was a new Steam sale up, I just closed the browser entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, and I, I almost didn't do this last week, and I almost didn't do it again this week. The music we had at the uh, intro of the show was a song called Incoming Transmission. Uh, it is used in the game that we're talking about this week, um, and that's about all I have to say about it, really. <laughs> we can say more later as we get into <laughs> talking about the game and the music. Um, so the quick summary about the show, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, what we do at Shamoozle is, is uh, we'll pick two games, We'll put up a poll, let our audience uh, decide which game they want us to play uh, over a couple of days. Uh, And at the end of that, we close the poll out, we pick the game, we lock it in. And then over the next two weeks, we spend some time playing the game, we write down our thoughts, we we ask our audience to play along with us and kind of come up with their own thoughts. And then two weeks later, we sit down, we record the podcast and talk about the game. So here we are. Um, This time around, we... We had a, a bit of a controversial poll this time, and I, and I blame myself a lot, and we'll get into that. Uh, the games we had were, were Platformance. Uh, what, what was the subtitle of Platformance, Phil? Uh, I... Temple Temple Death or Temple Doom? or Temple, I think that's the first one. There's two of them, so that's okay. why. It's the second we, one. Whatever the second we, we, one. Yeah, the second game in the Platformance series versus a game about my cat, both of which are... <laughs> it was Temple <laughs> Death. You were right, by the way. Temple Death, okay. Uh, uh, both of which were Xbox Live indie games. Uh, Phil and I had a little bit of a mu- miscommunication in which I somehow managed to find the only other game about a cat. Originally, it was supposed to be Laser Cat. Laser Cat versus Platformance. Yes. <laughs> somehow, I, f- I found another game about a cat and <laughs> put that up as the poll. And Phil was like, oh, maybe you should take it down. And I just kind of... I don't know. I guess I was stubborn. I was like, he I put it up. It. I'm just going to stick with, with this, even though it's, you know, whatever. And uh, our, our, our community uh, kind of, <laughs> we had a little bit of backlash, I guess you could say. Um, people not real happy with that choice. Although, the funny thing is, is although they weren't happy about the fact that that game was a choice, people were logging in on multiple accounts to <laughs> cheat the system. Just to vote for it. To cheat the system and vote it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it was kind of, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't really gauge what was going on there because people didn't want to play that game, but they wanted Phil and I uh, to play it. So, you know, they were, uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know, Phil, do you have any comments on that whole situation? Uh, I mean, my only comment on the situation is the only part that stinks is that, as you'll find out later, is as, as a result, no one played the game. So it's like we want people to play the game with us. So why are, why are you going to choose something that you don't want to play I mean, we're going to talk about the game, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. It would have been nice if some people played the game. But. Yeah, we said, we said that 
right out of the gate, so when we announced the podcast and what we were going to do for a format, is we said, you know, even if no one else plays, we're going to play it and we're going to talk about it. So, you know, that it is what it is, and, and uh, that's not going to change. So even if we get a game that is less popular, it, it's here, here we are. Yes. <laughs> It's Randy's first game to play. It is, yeah. It is, Which it I, felt, is. <laughs> I felt pretty bad about actually. <laughs> I I did I did the assignment. I you know, I was a I was a good little gamer. I, I downloaded the game, I played it like crazy or as, as much as I could, and uh, I am ready to discuss. I am uh, yeah, yeah, I'm you can quiz me. All right. Well before <laughs> well before we actually get into our thoughts on the game, as all you know, what we always do is we have a like a well we played retro games last time so we had like a history so in this case you know as much as a history as we could get so i actually went straight to the uh source uh, i went to the creator of the game and i kind of uh, i wanted to get a little bit of you know his take on what this game is so anyway he's had uh creator is the lost one that is his name uh, i don't think he has like a like a studio name or anything that he goes by and this is actually his third indie game uh the other two were Lone Gunner, which is kind of like a twin-stick shooter. And then he has uh, another one called Wizard Apprentice, which is a top-down RPG. It's got like a Pokemon-type element. You play as your avatar or whatever. Um, So he had two games previously. Supposedly, this game was in development for about like a month and a half. Um, He ran into issues and actually, during what he considered his crunch time lost a ton of code and he had to rebuild a lot of stuff so he had to rebuild his entire physics engine which i am going to assume completely changed the game since that's what this whole game is based on uh is you know jumping and stuff like that and uh as a result he actually wasn't very happy with his final product but you know he wanted to push it forward anyway so the game is a game about my cat so he really loves his cat and i guess i can understand that i really love my dog and uh, uh, he wanted to make some kind of tribute. Uh, he thought maybe he could make a website. Uh, instead, he decided to make a, an indie game out of it. And then I guess he built the game around the idea of his cat. I asked him, you know, what came first? This idea for the game or you wanted to put your cat in a game? It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> that was how it happened. And then it was released uh, about in... I think like a month ago. I did have the release date. I don't have it in front of me. Right yeah, yeah, it was fairly recent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is out. And the game is about um, you're a cat and you ride in a litter box down hills. And you make jumps and do tricks and you get a high score. So it's, you know, a simple, simple thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Deceptively simple. Yes. <laughs> well, so, no. Actually, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, and that is the history. Of a game about my cat, in a nutshell. That yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it, it was it was funny kind of reading through the his answers to the to the questions. Um, for, we like harassed him on Twitter for a few days between <laughs> Bill and I trying to get him to to re- respond to us, and he finally did. I, you know, he said he had been busy with work. Uh, I guess we should note that you know this is like a uh, a hobby for him. He's not a he's not a game developer. He's completely self taught. And uh, so he seemed like a really nice guy. All his answers seemed, you know, pretty sincere and genuine. And, and um, he, he also was very excited about a game he's got coming out. Uh, it's supposed to be releasing on July 30th on Xbox Live uh, Indie. Um, it's called Phase Runner, and it's going to be 80 Microsoft points. And uh, he, he definitely wanted us to mention that because uh, he, he said that, you know, he feels like it, it's his most polished game to date. And... and uh, I'd, I'd say check it out. I mean, if nothing else, with Xbox Live Indie, you can always grab a demo of a game and check it out for, for I think, if they put a five-minute timer or something on it. Right. Unfortunately, so, he also didn't um, tell us anything. I haven't. I don't know what Phase Runner is. I forgot to... I meant to actually write back and say, well, what is it? So, he didn't actually tell us anything about Phase Runner. I bet it has something to do with running. Well, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would assume. Maybe it's like <laughs> one of those... Maybe it's like a Cannablat. It could be, yeah, yeah. That that's probably pretty likely. Cannibal. I mean, there's... what's that? Can't, I can't. No, I'm. Cannibal, the one when you run on the rooftops. Cannibalat. Right, but cannibalat. Cannibalat. Cannibal. Yeah. Whatever. Can of something. Or, uh... I actually like that. Game. I actually really like that game. That's a great game. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bit Trip Runner is pretty yeah, similar. I guess. There's a ton of them. There was a terrible one I downloaded on Wii called um, 
I don't remember. It was so bad. <laughs> I really don't remember. God damn it. Well. And if it was on Wii, then it means it definitely wasn't, you know, just some guy doing it as like no, a hobby. No, it was a Konami game. <laughs> Tamina Sanner. Wow. Tamina Sanner. That's what it was called. Uh. <laughs> it was rough, man. Look, look up a YouTube video of that game. You saw the whole game. The whole thing, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> All right. So, I, I mean, what else can we say about the Xbox Live Indie program? I mean, it, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, it gets you know people who who uh, want to do this as a hobby, and also people who are trying to break into the game industry. It gives right. them a, a nice outlet. You know, um, it's hard to criticize someone who's who's uh, you know doing this out of the love of, of it but um hey yeah you know what? i have a confession my xbox i have three retail games and a couple of xbox live arcade games and i have like a ton of indie games so it's like i don't know i, I that's what i like i don't know i download a lot of indie games oddly enough on my xbox uh, yeah I, 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 it out there <laughs> i tend to end up getting them on on steam um but um, yeah, they're, they're just I don't know why I never tend to go to that area of the Xbox arcade, um, and a lot of the a lot of them kind of seem to end up there anyway because of the whole um, what's it called the XNA where they can right. develop kind of for both both PC and well, PC you, kind of. It. You know what I do is uh, every month Gaff has a thread where someone goes, you know, finds all the best indie games of that month. And then he'll make like a big thread of all of them, and then he has links to it on the marketplace. So I'll read that thread, and every time I read that thread, I usually walk away, um, getting a game off of it because I'll just click That's the link. Cool. I'll be, yeah. So, you know, I'll just click the link, and then sometimes I buy the game. I don't even play it for weeks. I don't even turn my Xbox on, but you know, then when I do turn my Xbox on, it downloads, and then like a second, and then then you know, I dick around with it for an hour or whatever. So, huh? Yeah, it's cool. Gaff thread. Yeah, hey. look it up. What's that? Yeah, I was I was gonna say you were saying earlier that nobody has any issues with uh, with uh, Xbox Indie Live program, and I was trying to find it. There was actually an article that was put out today. I guess I guess one of the guys from Gearbox, you know, the people that do Gears of War. I think it's Gearbox. Could be totally uh, wrong. Epic Gearbox is uh, the Duke guys, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Who who is the no. who are, and Brothers in Arms and stuff like that? Uh, Borderlands. That's the Borderlands. other thing. Gearbox. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm probably getting the developer all wrong, but I only skimmed the article today. But there was there was some pretty major publisher that was that kind of spoke out almost against like app sized games. Saying, oh yeah, that was uh, the dude at Epic. You were right that the gear was guy, the dude at Epic. Yeah. yeah. He was saying that that's kind of bad news, which is what Awada was saying a couple months ago at GDC, and everybody made fun of him. <laughs> it's true it's true you're right they did they did but i almost i almost kind of wonder is this one of those cases is this a game that he'd probably be pissed at um i don't know i mean i guess it's different because well maybe it's not different it isn't different i guess this is the kind of game <laughs> i mean this is a whole different can of worms here but <laughs> yeah i guess so i mean this is the kind of game that like you know it's out there for a buck and eventually you know and there's people anybody can make these games and then i guess eventually what it does is it saturate oversaturates the market and devalues everything and then it's like well if i can buy this game for a dollar why am i going to spend 60 bucks on a you know a retail game yeah but i mean that's a whole other you know it could also just be them you know complaining about sour grapes you know what i mean like it's it's taking some money from their pocket not much it's literally taking a dollar or two from their pocket so obviously they got to complain about it but i don't know just saying that not everybody loves the xbox live indie arcade or or just indie games in general yeah i think it's really aimed more so at uh the app store true i think i think the indie program on xbox live is a little more um a little more intense yeah, well, the way they like it's kind of hidden almost. You know what I mean? Like you really kind of have to dig to find the indie games on Xbox Live, whereas yeah. the App Store, everything it's just like this. It's like a big mess. Like how do you find anything on the App Store? Yeah, 
You know, whereas well, on, on Xbox Live, you go on there and, you know, they're promoting, you know, they have their summer of arcade. They're promoting that kind of stuff. Like, they're, you know, they're higher price content. So, I, I don't know. I, by the same token, though, like, anyone who has an iDevice is most likely syncing it to iTunes. And when you go into the iTunes store, I mean, the first thing you see are a bunch of apps and games and stuff like that right right on the homepage now. So, they, they advertise it pretty prominently. Okay. Uh, my, the argument I was going to say was actually, like I said, I hardly ever go into the Xbox Live indie areas because like you said it's so it's kind of buried it's under the it's under the radar and i mean for someone like me who's more of you know obviously more of an enthusiast type uh player to kind of overlook it as well that that doesn't say much for the way that microsoft is promoting it and i i have actually heard um some because i was trying to kind of get into it a little bit the development for a while and i remember reading stuff from people saying that you know the indie thing is kind of so buried that a lot of their games just never even get bought or downloaded or anything. But. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing is, though, like uh, like you said, you're an enthusiast type of player. And, you know, and so am I. And whenever I go on my phone, I, I use a droid, but there's always, like, games that pop up. I, I never download them because I'm like, this is my phone. This is this is my functional tool. And my games stay on my computer, my 360, my PS3, my Wii, you know. And, and games don't belong on my phone. And if they do, they've got to be awesome games, you know. This is true. I kind of have that, not that I have an awesome phone where I can download games, but I feel like I would have that mentality as well. I'm pretty selective. I'm pretty selective with what I put on there, on my uh, iPhone. I mean, aside from a couple, like, kind of crappy games that I've gotten for my daughter to play. Right. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not real selective. I I try to, you know, steer her in the right direction. I'm like, nah, let's not get the SpongeBob pinball game. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, actually, she loves Cannibal. Cannibal is like her favorite game. On the on the iPhone, she'll nice. sit there and play that like nonstop. Um, I, but well, another point I wanted to make about that with the whole um, Epic's argument and a lot of I think it's for them. It's it, the big thing is it's you know it's obviously the price, but it's it's that investment of time. And they look at people who would maybe not necessarily people like us, but maybe just someone who's a bit more of like a, a casual uh, consumer for games. And you know they're gonna drop a dollar on something that they might get like a few hours worth of gameplay out of and they look at that and then they look at a $60 game that maybe they're going to get six or seven hours out of and 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 that dollar that they spent pretty much just eats up the time that they would have thought buying thought about buying the $60 game and then it just they lose a sale I guess is how they look at it right if that makes sense, I don't know. <laughs> it does make sense, but it's also, hey, it's a fair market, so, you know, they got to compete. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I, it's definitely the iPhone and all that stuff. I mean, it, say what you will about Apple. It's, it's, been a, it's a, been a big game changer, and I think a lot of things going forward from now are going to have to kind of uh, adapt and evolve to, f- you know, kind of work around that. Yeah, right. I think Final Fantasy Tactics today just got an, a, a release date for for iDevices. Really? Wow. Really? Yeah. And now uh, look at the 3DS. That thing is just having all sorts of trouble. And I don't know, maybe the iDevices really are a big part of that. So, I think, well, we've talked about this. Uh, I don't want to get us too far off. Yeah. But I've, I've always <laughs> kind of felt as though that uh, the, the 3DS's biggest competition is, is the DSi, yeah. DSi <laughs> XL, and, you know, all, all the parents who just bought their kids... I mean, I speak from experience of, you know, I, uh, all the parents who have just bought their kids DSs in the last one to three years, and now a new one comes out, and they're kind of like, uh, you know, you, you have your old one, and it plays your Game Boy games. And, right. You know. And it's double yeah. the price, you know. It's, right, right. So. Yeah, or if you have multiple kids, a lot, of, a lot of people that I know that have multiple kids, a lot of their kids have to have their own DS, otherwise they're going to, like, kill each other, so... You know, a, a parent isn't going to want to run out and buy multiple 3DSs for their kids just yet. They're still a little bit too pricey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Kind of you have that to look forward to, Phil. Yeah, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get them to share it. I had to share it growing up. They can share it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, then. let's. Uh, we're going to take a break and do another musical interlude. Uh, this uh, song is called Stingray. Uh, it's one of the tracks that plays um, throughout a game about my cat. <laughs> and uh, so enjoy it and we'll be back on the other side I'm 
Okay, we are back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that music there. That was Stingray from the uh, A Game About My Cat original soundtrack, as it were. Um, right now, we're going to kind of get into it and talk about what we thought about the game. And uh, what better way to start off than with uh, Randy here? Uh, hey, all right. Um, my thoughts on A Game About uh, My Cat. I, I um, Gosh, after, after actually playing it, I, I have to admit I got really frustrated while playing it uh, for about half an hour or so. Because... I paid for it, and um, I probably could have gotten the full experience from from just doing the demo and, and you know and a timed demo on it. But uh, there's really not much to say about it. It's I wouldn't even call it a full game, and, and that that sounds really harsh. But I can't think of any softer way of saying it. But uh, it feels like just game elements that you know you're kind of paying for. It, it's this. Uh, it's a downhill uh, skiing kind of game where your your cat is riding in the uh, in in a litter box, um, and and though there are multiple maps, all of the maps are exactly the same except for you know a different color scheme in the background, and uh, the only trick I could figure out how to do with the cat in the cat box is flips, you know. Yeah, well that's all I can do. He goes back and forth pretty much, forward rolls and back rolls. Yeah, yeah, that was it. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call those a game. There was no. There was no like. There was no obstacles. There was no like end goal. The only. The only thing that you could do is like more flips and try to land perfectly to get a higher score. Right. Well, I mean, and that. I mean, to defend it a little bit. I mean, that is the the goal is to get the highest. You know, you want to get the golden paw. If you get the golden paw, you unlock a cat picture. So I mean, there is a goal. I mean, there's you know five or six tracks, whatever there were, and. You know, if you get your if you wanted to get a high score on all of them, I don't know. I could see getting like two hours out of the game. I personally played it for like an hour, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I could see getting some time out of it if you really wanted to beat all those high scores. So I mean, you know, I, I would defend it in that way. That you know, there's a there's a point to the dollar game that you get. You know. Yeah, I, I get you. I totally understand. But like at the same time, I think I. I think I thought a little bit less about it after after you had heard back from from the developer because he had said that you know he had a massive hard drive crash and he didn't quite get it back to where he he really wanted it to and and you know and my thought is you know then why why release it why not just hang on to it until it's done but then again I'm not in his personal life I don't know if he was actually doing this like if he actually did any type of investment to you know get this thing done I, I have no idea but right. I mean he did mention something about having to get it done but I mean but if it's not his full time job. Like yeah, like you said, I guess why not hold on to it? Yeah, but that's me. That's that's those are my initial thoughts. I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could, you know, whittle out some more. But hopefully, I don't. I don't want to just like complain and just crap on this game. Um, yeah, I mean, wait, if that's how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that was, well, let me let me actually talk real quick about the the secondary aspect of the game. There were there was two things. There was the the downhill ski slope thing on in the kitty litter, and then there was also the cat toy. Where yes. there was like the red laser thing on the on the screen, you could also change it into a cat that that like pooped hearts on your screen, and and the, it, it dropped some other things like yeah, he crap blood, he crap blood. Cra- <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's just red dots coming out of his ass, and then he, I think green <laughs> coming out of his mouth. So he craps red and throws up. Nice. <laughs> well, um, I actually showed that to my cat, and he didn't respond. So. Hopefully his cat at least responded to it, but mine did not. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> that myself. I was like, would the cat really respond to this cat toy? Maybe, maybe his did, but mine, mine did not. That's all right. At least that was included. There was an Xbox indie game uh, when I was when I was first discovered the indies. I was going through. It was called like ba- a baby toy or something like that. And I was like, what could this possibly be? And I downloaded it. And it was kind of the same idea. It was just like shit flying around the screen. And I was like, what, what, what baby would like this? I don't know, why would you pay for this? So, and that was the whole thing. So at least this has something to play. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Did you, put, did you put the controller in one of your daughter's hands to see if, it would, if they it enjoyed it? It was before it? they were born. So okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the proof. I guess I should try it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the thing. You put in, you know, there's nothing to put in their hand. There's just stuff flying around the screen. At least on the cat toy, you get to control the cat too. Right. So, there's like letters and shapes. I don't know what was going on, man. But I mean, what are your? Is that your final thoughts? I mean, you have anything else on? My my final thoughts are: it is clear that this guy has talent. It is it is clear he knows way more than I will ever know how to do um, with with designing any kind of games. It just seems as though. I don't know. 
knowing that it's an homage to his cat, I guess that it's successful. <laughs> but like as an actual game that people would want to purchase and play, you know, if, if I were reviewing it on my site, I would I would probably give it a zero. I would give it a, a don't bother. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Steve, how did you feel about your experience playing um, that? Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> it was a $1 game, and I guess, you know, that's pretty much what I got out of it was a $1 experience, you know? I mean, it... it I, I like what he did. I like the cat theme. I like the kind of the little touches in there, like the perfect landing, you know, perfect. <laughs> I mean, I like the, the little the way the cat looked, the little kind of 8-bit cat sitting on a litter box. It looked like there were a couple turds in the litter box with him yeah. as he was going down the slopes. I mean, little little things like that I thought were funny. And, and you know, uh, I, I liked the whole, although I never, I did not play it enough to unlock any. I liked the concept that he had just pictures of his cat that you could unlock by scoring big, you know, as you go through yeah. the game. I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, I, I didn't take it very seriously at all. Um, no, you're I not supposed just, to. I, and, yeah, I, and that's the idea, yeah. I just I looked at it for what it was. It just kind of seemed like it was like a joke kind of thing, and it was funny, and that, that was about it. I mean, as a game, I found it to be aggravating. I found the controls. I don't know about you guys. and I don't think it's my controller. I tried it on a couple controllers, but I felt like I had to, like, just spam the a button to get the damn cat to jump yeah it was it was a little awkward getting him off the ground like you had to have a little bit of momentum and the the the, the cat box had to be like perfectly uh uh perpendicular with the ground yes yeah. that was i was actually going to say the same thing yeah that it has to be yeah it has to be like parallel to the ground exactly and it's the only way you're going to get the cat to jump and and knowing what we know now i mean that very well could have been stuff like when he had his physics engine the first time he had that stuff worked out better, and then right. he lost it all, and then I, it just didn't work out as well the second time through. I'm not sure, but you know, so that was annoying. And uh, the like Randy said, the level design, you know, there just wasn't much to it. I mean, they were just like you know hills and snowy slopes and stuff. And uh, I I think it seemed like there was some randomization. So he must have had some sort of algorithm that was like creating some of the bumps. Nah, they're not. They're not. I played them enough to know they're not random. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe, I just, maybe I was just forgetting them each time I went through. Yeah. That. No, they're not random. I, I played them, man. But they were they were positioned in very weird ways, and like at times there would just be like this crazy steep incline where you would go way 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 up, and you wouldn't get any momentum to do a decent jump off of it, and then you would just drop down to the bottom and be flat on the ground. Well, were you using the accelerate button? Did you know there was an accelerate button? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the trigger, uh, was it? Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> Come on, man, give me a look. I did, I did, I did read the instructions. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, I, I mean, if I had, if this was a game I spent $20 on, $30, if this was a game I spent $5 on, I would have been, you know, a bit more critical. But it is what it is. It's a dollar, you know, I, I, Having kind of found out a bit more about this guy, it seems like this was a learning experience for him. Um, I did take some time and play his other two games that are currently up on uh, Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of them was kind of uh, the, the the shooter one, the twin stick shooter one, Lone, Lone Gunner. Yeah. I, I just couldn't even figure out what was going on in that at all. And, and uh didn't really do much with that, but his other one, the RPG one, I actually thought showed some some real potential. Um, so I'm interested to see what he does next. I, I've got him on Twitter, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for his next game, and and I'll definitely check out the demo. He seems seems like a good guy. So hey, that's I, all. Actually, I actually have a real quick question: Is it possible to have free games on Xbox Indie Arcade? I don't think so. See, I, I think, think that's probably why he's doing like the 80 Microsoft points because probably he wouldn't be able to get it out there at all unless he get he puts like that minimum $1 price tag on it. You I'm know? Right. sure you're right. I'm pretty sure that I remember cuz when they announced the whole indie arcade thing uh, in XNA, I was I was watching that E3 conference and I was real into the whole thing and I remember them saying that there was a like a base price or something that they had to do it at um, so yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm sure if he could just put them out, like, you know, like as a, as a free thing, like, Hey, check out what I did. Look at this game that I built about, about this cat that I, I, you know, happened to love kind of thing. You right. know, he probably would put it out for free. 
But Microsoft, I think, wants their 30%, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be more than 30 when it comes to these, if I remember correctly. Really? I think it's, I think it's pretty high up there, yeah. yeah. Oh, and my. I, and I seem to remember something about having to sell... You have to sell a certain amount before you get anything or... Mm-hmm. Ma- Something like that. Oh, and there's an entry fee. You have to pay if you have to pay. I think it's a hundred dollars a year to even be allowed to yeah. publish on wow. there. So yeah, so it's definitely a labor of love, you know. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I imagine most of these indie games don't make that hundred dollars back. Probably not. No, I'm just but, gonna guess. But you know, it, it could be that uh, you know, get you some notoriety, get you some some learning experience if you want to be a game developer. Um, uh, my my thought on this guy. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I, I know enough C sharp to be dangerous, um, and I don't know much within the context of game development for C sharp. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I've done a little bit of like flash game programming and stuff, and uh, I've never been able to take the plunge so to go all the way. So I envy this guy. I envy what he's doing. Uh, you know, I, I I would love to be doing it myself if I had more free time. Yeah. So good good for him. I guess is all I can say. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, one of the like one of the things for me when when I when I came to think about how I was going to talk about this game was, you know, I didn't want to come on here and just be like, oh, it's, it's a terrible game because as, as someone that creates content by himself, uh, you, it really does suck when you just have a bunch of people shitting on your work. That you probably poured a bajillion hours into. So, you know, I, I definitely wanted to I wanted to give him a fair shake and tell him what I thought, you know, maybe could be improved with the game, you know, or share my thoughts on what, what could be improved and what really were the, the weaknesses. And I think the biggest one is what you guys touched on was the jump. And it's weird because it's almost a game. It, I mean, it is the game breaker. But at the same time, I, I felt like that was kind of the, the fun that I had with the game was, you know, you the litter box has to be exactly parallel to the ground to to make them jump. So I did feel pretty good when I was getting them jumping a lot. You know, like I would successfully land, get my perfect, and then like immediately take <laughs> off and get another one. And like sometimes you'd have a string where you would do like 10 in a row, and you're like, whoa, whoa, shit, I'm kicking ass all of a sudden. But then like, you know, you would lose that momentum, and then you'd be, you know, going up that hill and just jamming on the A button to get them to go again, and it just wouldn't go. So like... I don't. I wish there was like a bigger window for as far as where your litter box had to be angled to to get it to jump. Because like I said, like that weakness is also its strength. Because that was when I was having fun when I felt like I was getting good at it. Um, hmm. so I, that was what I really took away from the game as far as the actual game and how it plays. But you know, there, it could use a, a few other simple things too that would make it like pop. Like some, uh, there wasn't really much in the audio, like audio department. Like it would have been cool if when you landed that jump and you got the perfect, like the cat really freaked out. You know, like some big <laughs> meows. Like have fun with the idea that you're playing with the cat. You know, um, and there's no ad, there's zero animation as as far as the actual cat sprite. Like it would have been cool if just there's little subtle things you can do with animation where even if the cat just he nudged it down to, you know, two pixels uh, when you would go down to jump, you know, and he would raise up. Just little things like that would just help it give it some weight and a little bit of life as opposed to just having, you know, that sprite of the cat. You could have replaced that with anything flipping around, you know, and you would have gotten the same, uh, would have gotten the same out of it, uh, feedback out, you know. Um, and then the audio, again, with the, not just meows and stuff, but, you know, the trigger button to make you accelerate. At first, I wasn't even sure if I was accelerating. I don't know how, I don't know if you guys felt like you were or not, but I just, I had a, I noticed that I was just going faster by looking at the numbers in the corner, a little, you know, telling you how fast you're going. Um, but it would have been nice if there was some kind of cue there that let you know you were going a little quicker. Um, but, you know, those are, those are, my you know the big gripes i guess as far as yeah you know i'd like to chime in just real quick about the music also because i kind of i alluded to it when we were talking about the titles and stuff and uh you know i realized what what he did and he explained this in in the email where he answered our questions was what he licensed this music from kind of like a royalty free um music site Mm -hmm. um i mean 
we we played it on the show because that's just kind of what we're doing. We're, we're playing music from the game we play. But I mean, honestly, I, I, I the music was completely forgettable. And I, you know, I, maybe he didn't have time, and he was just like, "I'll just go out and find something." And I, I know he paid for it to to use it in his game. And I know it was pretty expensive because we went on the site today to actually get it right. um, to play on the show, and we we used Audio Hijack <laughs> as, opposed, <laughs> as opposed to paying the uh, the licensing fee, which was was I thought pretty. Uh, pretty ridiculous it was like a hundred dollars for the it, it was it was CD, pretty expensive right? yeah you got like you got 10 tracks and then you got alternate versions of each track but still it was a hundred bucks i was like wow that's a lot of money wow to, um so yeah i i mean the, the music in this was, was i i it just was just boring i mean i, I there's got to be something better out there. I mean, contact uh, go go to Eight Bit Peoples or, or one of those sites and and reach out to a guy like Vert or one of the you know one of those uh, the people who are doing chiptune music and and say you know just shoot him an email by hey I'm doing an indie game I'm not making any money on it could you hit please up, uh, yeah hit up OC Remix all of those guys would love to do you know if not the bigger guys on OC Remix there's tons of smaller guys on OC Remix that would love to have their name on an indie game you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, you know, there, uh, I guess that would be my, because then I, when I played his other two games, I noticed it was like the same kind of music, like just seemed like it probably came from the same site. So I said, man, save yourself a hundred bucks and, you know, go 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 out to the community and, and see what you can find. There's got to be someone out there who, who would, like like Randy said, would love, love to have their name yeah. on a game up on Xbox. Even Newgrounds has an audio portal too, where... People just put up stuff, and you can get a hold of those artists and work with them. So there's other options. You could have had something like the Nyan Cat. Which, which might be our outro music <laughs> this evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I guess that's our thoughts on a game about my cat. So we played it. We played it enough. I unlocked a couple cat pictures. I tried <laughs> for really you. hard. I tried really hard to unlock every cat picture, but some stages were harder than others, man. Some stages you got really good air, and you could just keep flipping and get a great score. <laughs> There's other ones, man, where those hills were so out of control, I, I could barely jump. So, I I think uh, you know, and uh, one other thing I'll mention, I I think I managed to get bronze on maybe like four of them. Okay. But I I played this with my daughter. This was my experiment. Was with this game was another way I wanted to approach it. Was I wanted to say, all right, I'm gonna sit down with my six year old daughter and and play this game. She loves cats. You know, pretty much you put any sort of, like, cute animal on the screen, and she loves it. It doesn't matter how stupid it is. Uh, so <laughs> I figured it was, like, a Sunday morning or whatever. I'm like, I'll put this on and see what she thinks of it. And after, like, 20 minutes, she had pretty much walked away from the TV and was doing something <laughs> else. And, and I don't mean this to sound like a dick. I'm just saying, you know, this is, like, the truth. She had walked away and was doing something else, and, like, 10 minutes later or so, she came back and started bugging me to put something else on. So... And you were playing it, so she watched you for a bit. You're I, I even asked her. I said, "Do you want to try and you know see how you do?" It? And she was like, "No, no, it's okay." So, oh, <laughs> that, that that's that's that was that. Well, you know, I mean, maybe like vis- the visual presentation too. It's like these dark, stormy clouds. Like maybe like something a little brighter would have caught her attention. You know what I mean? It was kind of a darker. I think the your, your, the Nyan Nyan cat would have been exactly the kind of yeah the, what to go for really is that kind of uh, just kind of bright jovial cat with rainbows <laughs> and stars and <laughs> yeah <laughs> a really happy cat. So as uh, we we mentioned earlier, our, our community has has turned against us, and uh, <laughs> however Frank Frank Summers, Phil's brother, and the uh, you know for those of you who frequent our site and those of you who don't frank's one of the uh, the other animator on the schmoozle cartoons uh he he took one for the team and sat down and, and spent some time with the game and, and i guess phil do you want to go ahead and uh give us kind of an overview of his thoughts that he gave us uh yeah i mean he agrees i mean it's, it is what it is for a dollar um but he said that being said there's better games at doing uh you know taking a simple idea and really making it work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't a fan of the, the tricks um, because all you could do is just spin back or backwards or forwards. Um, and he kind of, he compared it to, I guess he compared the, the concept of it to 
Excite Bike. Uh, he said Excite Bike is a great example of the concept done right. Uh, it gives you the room to breathe in between jumps, and it builds a rhythm so that you can make those high jumps, and it introduces interchangeable elements that, as a player, you become accustomed to dealing with individually. And the challenge is when they are randomly strung together to create a course. So, and he claims the cat game doesn't do that, which is true. Um, he says it just has small hills after one or after another, or two long ones, and you know, he his thoughts are, you know, in line with ours. So, but it, you know, he he makes good points. Like the the map the map layouts were. I mean, you thought they were random, Steve, but I mean, I played them enough to where I knew they weren't random, but. They do feel that way. So, I thought they were random too, based on based on how they actually looked. You know what I mean, like how how jagged they were and how like oddly jagged they were. I thought that that was like part of some random algorithm that was creating the creating the peaks and the valleys in it. Right. You know. And as I was playing it, I was trying to get a bronze, and I'm like, I'm like, come on, give me a <laughs> give me some better hills than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if he comes back and he says that. The, the maps are randomly generated. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to add a couple zeros to that, uh, to that algorithm. <laughs> oh. but I, mean, I mean, I guess, I guess he should walk away, like knowing that it's like, he should definitely get an A for effort. Like, I, I don't think he should stop trying to make any more games. You know, I, I think yeah. that, the, I think he definitely has talent. I think he's just got to get a good idea and, and, uh, just really knock one out of the park, I guess. I would definitely recommend checking out. Well, he's got the new game coming out, but also check out the um the one we said. What was it called? Wizard Apprentice. That's yeah. it's kind of got like a a top down RPG kind of thing going on, and uh, it, it it's it looks like he's kind of learned some stuff and he's he's got some new ideas and and I'd say check that one out. Yeah. Cool. And then he has this other one coming out, Phase Runner, which we know nothing about, but we're going to assume that. You know, it's a one rail game where you jump. Yeah, and and for anyone We're listening, wrong. <laughs> well, maybe. I, you know. <laughs> for anyone listening, definitely, uh, you know, check this guy out. He's on Twitter, uh, the Lost One, T H E L O S T O N E five three is his Twitter handle. So definitely, you know, follow him, check it out. You know, people, you know, people who do this, they, they deserve. Uh, if nothing else, they deserve support because, you know, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So what do you and think? He, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and at least he's trying, you know? Yeah, exactly. I would love to make, be making games, man. It'd be awesome. But I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the codes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with the codes. I'm just so, I'm la- like, I do it all day, and then I come home at night, and some, you know, it's just, it's like, do I sit down and start doing something and then and then it's like oh, i'll just turn on steam and you know play something for a little bit and then three hours has gone by and it's like i gotta go to bed yeah so well, that pretty much explains uh where all my cartoons have gone <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i guess that about wraps it up for a game about my cat i think we've covered it pretty fairly and you know i think i think we were we were Gave it a critical look, but uh, this, this is I'm going to say is the most robust um, piece of media about a game about, about my cat out there because I looked for everything. I looked on YouTube. I found YouTube reviews. We we did it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, are your, we are your source for a game about a cat. <laughs> this is true. I think we might have hit the hour. I think that was the challenge, right? <laughs> if we can talk about this game for an hour and still not like just be like, uh. There's legit things to talk about with it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, next, so one thing before we wrap up, I want to mention we've been using the forums for our poll system, and there's some, you know, there, uh, we're we feel like maybe there's some reluctance from people to vote because they don't want to register for the forums. Man, which, I, I forgot that you had to register for the forum to even vote. I don't know why I forgot about that. Yeah, which I mean. You know what? We're, we're, we're okay people. Feel free to register, you know. Uh, but if you don't want to, we're going to have a new system in place for the uh, next episode um, so that you can just go. We'll, we'll have it embedded in the post on our site, um, and you can take it and embed it wherever you like, actually. We'll be using a, a different uh, program for it, so that'll be for next time. Yes. 
So I could embed it on Elder Geek too. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Oh, very cool. Cool. Oh yeah, and Randy, uh, is there anything about you know you you run Elder Geek? It's a great site. Uh, Phil and I both go there a lot. Thank and you. You have great features, and and recently you've been doing a new video series. Do you want to just kind of say anything about that before we wrap up tonight? Sure. Uh, I've been uh, I've been recently doing this new video series called Get Off My Lawn, um, which is you know the the stereotypical old man phrase to to yell at kids who are on their lawn. And now that yes. I have a lawn, I, I'm pissed at when the kids get on my lawn. But anyway, um, it, it's a it's kind of a, a look at uh, um, a look at video games from a more I don't want to say a more serious angle because that kind of makes me sound a little pretentious. But I, I don't know. I I try to look at video games from a different point of view than than just the oh this game is the awesome kind of point of view. Right. Um, and at the same time, I I want to try to add a little bit of um, I don't know ties into literature or history or, or any any other type of uh, of medium that that video games either get influence from or influence um, and and you know how that affects them if that made any sense whatsoever but but that's get off my lawn it's it's getting pretty good uh, pretty good attention so far um, but I think it was just because I, I I came out of the gates talking about portal 2 and portal 2 is kind of this hot topic game right now mm-hmm. um, uh, the second episode I did was about about kind of the history of comic books and uh, and how uh, video games and comic books seem to be sharing a, a repeating history with one another. But uh, um, not really quite sure what I'm going to be tackling on the third one. I think the third one I'm going to be talking about the 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 staggering lack of of positive police role models in video games. But we'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. Cool. But yeah, that's 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 uh, the show. That's the show. People love it or hate it, and and uh, but but uh, a, a fair amount of work goes into it. Um, but I'm I'm happy with the end product. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely should be. Yeah. They've turned out very nice. Thank you. Even though even though people, uh, you know, my my little eight bit character person, I, I I totally need to redraw a new eight bit character person. I I I, I kind of. Uh, I took the the standard model of a, a Final Fantasy VI character and and basically redrew a Randy Final Fantasy VI sprite. So it's not <laughs> yeah, exactly was, the most original thing. I was trying I, to determine who you edited. I was like, is it General Leo or Locke? <laughs> no, it's it's actually neither one of them. But, which is, <laughs> <laughs> it's neither one of them. It's uh, the the head is uh, the head was actually kind of a pain in the ass to draw because um, there are no characters that I could like look for inspiration on in in. All of Final Fantasy VI, there's nobody that wears glasses, so I had to like find a, a decent way to make glasses on my face that uh, <laughs> right. that looked like actual sprite glasses. Um, but but I I I want a different body. But I, I who knows? I'll probably get some backlash for that. Yeah, yeah, he works. <laughs> he does for now. <laughs> he works. Maybe maybe after World One Four when he beats the boss or whatever. Maybe maybe to World Two One he'll look different. Who knows? Yeah, level up. Yeah, maybe he'll level up exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. All right then. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Phil and Randy, for uh, coming out and doing the show. No problem. My pleasure. And uh, we, we will be back next time. Be sure to head over to shoemoozle.com and uh, vote on the game for next time. Vote for the game you want to play, so that you'll play along with us. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>